0: Welcome to Addicted to Busy, the podcast specifically for overachieving property managers who are dying for a little more work-life balance in their lives. Each week, we dismantle all the BS that holds us back. You'll learn how to nix those tricky self-sabotaging habits so that you have the time, energy, and motivation to create what you really want in life. If you're looking to shift from overcommitted to overjoyed, this is the podcast for you. Let's do this. Now, your host. Anna Haviljana. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Addicted to Busy. We have just reached the end of January at the time of this recording. I'm not entirely sure when this is going to get posted, but we finally had a heat wave in Minnesota after a couple of weeks of having zero degree weather. I was actually super bummed because one of the things that I've always wanted to try is cross country skiing. Getting outside is so important for our mental health and for our well being. And living in the Midwest, it can become so easy to just become a homebody and stay inside all winter and hibernate. I know for myself personally that when I've had outside time and fresh air, I just operate better. I have more peace of mind. I'm kinder to other people. I'm more likely to make choices that benefit my health. And so I wanted to try cross-country skiing in the hopes that if I liked doing it, that then I would be enticed to spend more time outside when it's cold. I was signed up for a women's ski camp, but unfortunately we did not get enough snow to actually go skiing, which... It's disappointing because still to this day, I could not tell you whether or not I like cross country skiing, still a mystery to me, but they did a fabulous job repurposing the weekend into a wellness retreat for the people who had signed up over the weekend. I was able to do a lot of yoga. I got to do an outdoor zip line. I tried acupuncture, um, Played this new game called Wingspan. Don't know if you've heard of it, but I love it. And I met a lot of amazing women. The women who attended this retreat ranged in age from 20 to I think I met someone who was 65. Also, this 65 year old told me about how she goes skydiving regularly. So it was just great company a lot of amazing people i appreciated my time getting to know all sorts of women from different walks of life as part of the event they had coach ann heinrichs she's the women's cross country ski coach for the edina women's team i might butcher this stat but i think that prior to her arrival on the team they had not won a championship until 1980 and under her direction she brought the girls to a winning season and During our time together, she taught us things about cross-country skiing. So naturally, we talked about form, gear, preparation, all of the necessary aspects that you need to understand in order to cross-country ski. But what I really appreciated was that she also talked about the journey that she went through with her girls on the way to their win. And that journey included a lot of things like making sure that you have the right gear, making sure that you have gear that fits, talking about nutrition, talking about sleep, and also most importantly, talking about inner dialogue. This really got me thinking about our industry and the people that I'm currently coaching. When it comes to creating better work-life balance, it truly is about creating true well-being for yourself. And there isn't any singular thing that you need to focus on. For example, one of the things that we talk about frequently is time management. I hear over and over and over again, I need to be better with time. I need to be better with time. And I agree so much so that I'm doing a uh, webinar on time blocking, which I'll tell you more about how you can sign up for that. But there are so many other pieces that go into being someone who manages their time well. You need to be well-rested. You need to be well-fed. You need to know how to identify your needs. You need to know how to set boundaries so that you can fulfill those needs. One of the things that I think is often overlooked is our inner dialogue and what that sounds like, mostly because many of us simply aren't aware of how we talk to ourselves. So many of our thoughts are just subconscious that we don't even realize how harsh we can be with ourselves. Again, another shameless pitch for journaling. But as I look back on the journals that I wrote four, five, six years ago, I was an asshole to myself. I was constantly putting myself down, asking more of myself, never giving myself credit for the things that I had done right, never really celebrating the things That I'd accomplish, and I was constantly trying to push myself harder and harder and harder. Now, there is some benefit to that. Personally, I'm someone who always wants to be pushing myself to do better in any arena of my life, but the truth is is that we can push ourselves to new limits without being an asshole to ourselves. One of the first coaching programs that I participated in gave me the option to record my one-on-one sessions. Now, when this was offered to me, at first I thought this was very strange and I was somewhat uncomfortable with the idea of having these thoughts and feelings of mine recorded where I could go back and watch them. Flash forward to a few years later, now I record almost all of my sessions and there's a few reasons why I do that. First of all, one of the things that I found was was that the coach would offer me a really valuable nugget that I should consider or a really useful tip or a very deep insight. But at the moment that I was on the call with them, I actually didn't hear what they were saying because my brain was stuck on something else. So one of the first reasons why I rewatch these calls from time to time is that I end up pulling out more learning out of it because I get to just be an observer of what's going on. Second reason why I found a lot of value in recording sessions is because I would get to witness myself talk about myself. And what I found and what I heard in those recordings was that I was not a very good supporter of myself. Listening to those replays, I got to bear witness into how awful my inner dialogue was. And it started making sense to me why sometimes I took the easy way out or why sometimes I coped with my emotions with food or with scrolling is because the voice inside my head was so negative and so mean that I would do just about anything to drown that out. Now, the third reason why I love recording my sessions and I don't go back and watch them very often. I'd say I'd probably only do it like maybe twice a year, eh, maybe once a quarter. Um, It's like reading your sixth grade diary. It is so funny to go back and watch some of the sessions and witness what I thought was such a big deal at the time. It makes for an easy way for me to laugh at myself and have a little levity, but also celebrate the changes that I've made and the struggles that I've overcome and witness some of the new skills and traits that I've adopted. This is another reason why I have call replays available in the group coaching program is Two reasons, when we witness someone else get coached and watch as an observer, oftentimes you will see that someone else is going through something very similar to you. And they might have explained it in a way that made sense to you, or maybe they come up with an idea that worked for them on how to tackle it that you wanted to try in your personal life. And so we get to vicariously learn and explore through watching other people share. This last week in our group coaching program, we had a big discussion around language and its importance. Words shape the way that we see the world. And they can also shape how we feel in any given moment. So to give an example of this, I want you to imagine two different managers. And one of these managers says, I have a huge project coming up. And the other manager says, I have a project due. The addition of the word huge can oftentimes spike feelings of anxiety or overwhelm. And it was just one word that was added now here's the thing what if each of them were talking about the exact same project right this is why the words that we use matter so much is because words instigate our imagination and our imagination can instigate the way that we feel and the way that we feel is going to completely color our experience of any given situation i was recently working with a client and she said the words i have a huge project coming up And that's fair. Oftentimes, we do have big projects in property management. But I'd asked her if she had had huge projects in the past. And she said, yeah, I've totally had big projects in the past. So we started playing around with this idea that if she's had quote unquote huge projects in the past, and she also has a quote unquote huge project in the future, then the word huge is kind of like the common denominator and we can get rid of it. So we started playing around with the idea that she just has a project coming up. Not big, not small, it is just a project. Now hear me out, we didn't actually make the project itself smaller, but all we wanted to do was just neutralize the way that she was feeling internally about this project. Once we played around with the wording, She could see that the word project itself implies that there's going to be work and challenges ahead. By simply watching her word choice, she could remove some of the unnecessary charge around it. This is one of those places where I have to make sure that I clarify what coaching is and what coaching isn't. If a client comes into coaching thinking that the end result is going to be that they're never stressed, everything goes perfectly, and they can handle absolutely everything they're going to be let down. When we talk about reframing our mindset and the words that we use, we're not denying that life is going to be challenging. We're not we're not denying that some projects aren't going to go well. The real goal and what we're trying to do is change our experience of moving through that project or of moving through that situation. We can tell ourselves that we have quote unquote huge projects and we can generate feelings of overwhelm and anxiety or we can remind ourselves of all of the capex projects and renovations that we've done in the past and walk into the new project with determination commitment and self-confidence another piece that's very important and i'm still working on this myself but another piece that is really important is evaluating our tone of voice sometimes it's not the words that we need to change in our brain It's the way that we say them to ourselves. I'll give you an example of this. As you know, I am a long distance runner, and that typically means creating a three to four month training plan that I need to follow. And within that training plan, there are certain metrics that I need to meet in order to reach my goal. One of the types of workouts that I have to do is called an interval workout, where you will run a specific interval and you need to hit that interval in a specific time. Then you get a rest period and you do it again. When I first started running, I would take off on these interval runs. And if I missed the interval, if I ran it slower than I needed to be, my inner dialogue was so negative. It was awful. If I missed the interval and I ran it slower than I needed to, my inner dialogue was not very kind. Oftentimes it sounded like, come on, get going. You know you can do this. I tended to be very hard on myself. Flash forward to a few years later, I'm still running. I'm still doing interval work. And the words haven't necessarily changed. It's just that my tone has changed a little bit. Instead of saying, come on, get going and being annoyed with myself. Now my inner dialogue sounds a little bit more like, come on, babe, you got this. Let's get going. You know, you can do this. Words are all the same. It's just that the tone has changed. I remember I was once out on a run and I remember I was going for a a personal record for distance. I think it was like my first 16 mile run. And I think I got into mile five or mile six. So not even quite halfway there. And my headphones died and I realized that I hadn't charged them. And I was so pissed, I threw a legitimate tantrum and I ripped the headphones off my head and just threw them to the ground. And I immediately started beating myself up for not being prepared and not having every little thing so perfect. Since that first experience, I've done a lot of work on reframing the way that I talk to myself, being aware of the tone that I use and the words that I use as well. And this situation repeated itself. I think it was last year I was getting ready for a race. I had a long run. I was out on the long run. I had my water pack. I had my watch. I had my phone. I had my headphones that were not charged and they died. And instead of getting upset with myself, instead of throwing the headphones, I just thought to myself, okay, well, I'm going to have a very nice long conversation with myself for the last 10 miles of this run. And it ended up being a really great experience. Normally, I love listening to music when I run. And I think that's for two reasons. Number one, I hate listening to the sound of me huffing and puffing. But I think when I first started running, I was also very uncomfortable being alone with my own thoughts. I would do absolutely anything to get away from hearing the sound of my own voice in my head. And it makes sense. I was a total asshole to myself. But as I've gone through this journey of getting coaching, getting therapy, trying new healing modalities, I have really started to change the way that I talk to myself. And now I don't fear being alone with my own thoughts because I'm much nicer to myself and I'm much more encouraging. And so there are often times that I will intentionally run without headphones because it's a place for me to sort my thoughts and to get my ideas together. To me, that is huge progress. And it's it's a lot of progress that no one will ever see except for me and that's hard to explain sometimes how how we can put a lot of work into something that's not visible to the human eye but that makes all of the difference in our experience of this world one of the challenges in our industry is that you can use your work to avoid the sound of your own voice There is an episode called when you are using your career as an avoidance tactic. And if you haven't listened to that one, I highly encourage that you go back and listen to that one from start to finish. But I think when we have a poor inner dialogue and we have a to-do list that is a mile long, we make it very, very easy for ourselves to avoid what is going on underneath the surface because we can stay busy for hours. We can stay busy all night. We can work on weekends if we want to. And the tricky part about it is that we typically get praise for that. We get praise for putting in the extra effort and going the extra mile. Now, I'm not here to tell you don't ever do that. Don't ever go above and beyond. I'm not encouraging you to not go above and beyond. By all means, work hard, push your limits, do a good job, make your employer proud. But you know, when you are using work to avoid yourself. And in those moments, you have a choice on how you're going to handle that. Until you look at what's going on underneath the surface, you're just going to keep repeating the same experience over and over and over again. Again, words color the way that we experience the world. And that's why it's so important for us to pay attention to the words that we're using and then choose intentionally what we want to tell ourselves instead. I don't know about you, but I plan to live for as long as possible. And I really don't want an asshole running around in the back of my brain running the show. I would much rather have the voice that I have personally cultivated by being forgiving, by being loving, by being compassionate and supportive to myself. If you are unaware of the quality of your inner voice, that's no problem at all. There are plenty of ways that you can uncover what that sounds like for you and that you can change it into something that you want to hear. My first two favorite suggestions are surprise, surprise, therapy, and or coaching. Coaching is going to be the right avenue if you have a specific goal that you want to accomplish. For example, learning to manage your time better or learning how to time block. That is something that I coach on. That's one way that coaching can help you on that journey. Therapy is going to be more appropriate if you have some past trauma that you need to uncover and heal. Those options aren't available to you. I will give you two more options that are completely free. First of all, journaling. Every week on this podcast, we create journal questions that accompany each episode. They're designed to take what you heard on the episode and help you evaluate how those concepts apply to your own life. Journaling is an amazing free way for you to do a lot of self-discovery. Second thing that you can do is listen to affirmations or guided meditations for free on youtube meditation is something that i practice fairly consistently and it has allowed me to witness my own inner voice and here's the other thing that i'll tell you you don't need to sign up for a course on how to do this i learned how to do it by the grace of youtube For me, it's a skill that once you learn it, you can never unlearn it. And I've also started developing an awareness around when I need to meditate. If my thoughts start getting a little bit frazzled, or if it feels like I'm kind of aimlessly doing tasks, that's a clue to me that it's time to chill out for a moment, get into some silence and listen to my own thoughts. So if this is resonating with you, and if this is something that you've never explored before, but you want to start head on over and get your free journal questions. Getting signed up for the journal questions will also put you on our email list so that you can hear about all of the fun things that we're doing, including webinars and upcoming classes. I've talked a lot about time blocking in the last few episodes. And so we are hosting a free workshop on time blocking for property managers. If you want to get signed up for this class, hop on over to com backslash journal to get your journal questions and also get onto the email list. That's A double in viper E L L A N A dot com backslash journal. All right. I love you. Keep going and say something nice to yourself today. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Addicted to Busy. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode.